0: Let me entertain you.
1: Seven, 5, you Look look the
0: clock is Roger, and I feel fine. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Me Entertain You where I take you inside the minds of musical theatre. Live from the 2022 Sydney Theatre Awards, my guest is actor, singer, writer, lyricist and composer Laura Murphy. Nominated tonight for her debut musical, The Lovers, this year she will debut another new Australian musical, The Dismissal. Without further ado, my guest, Laura Murphy. One, two. Right, love hello Laura. hello Laura Murphy we're here at the Sydney Theatre Awards hello hi it's, it's been a good night hasn't it it's been a great night congratulations you were nominated for two different awards for your musical
1: lovers yeah we were Natalie Abbott was nominated for her performance as Helena and then we were nominated for best production of a musical as well so we're, we're
0: stoked. You know, I I was really intrigued to talk to you because I've followed your career for a little bit because I don't think people realise that you've been in people's homes for quite a long time. Did you not play a fairy sometime on Channel 9?
1: nine seasons. Um, Yes, I played Sparkles the Fairy in William and Sparkles Magical Tales. And that sort of, that was my first, I started writing, I started actually on that project as a songwriter. So I was writing all the music and lyrics for it. And then um, then the producer was like, look, you kind of look like a fairy and you sound like a fairy and you're creating the character with these songs. So do you want to audition for this fairy? I was like, me, perform? What? Um, And so I, I, I did the audition and then that ended up being like nine or ten years of my life and was like really set a structure for me as a songwriter because we we did like literally something like 400 500 episodes so like churning out songs um to, like meeting a brief Week after week, doing that really helped me. um, Helped me with my skills and like meeting a deadline, which um, which
0: I've taken what I learnt from doing that with me into writing music outs. I know. I mean, I know because I did a little bit of research because I interviewed. Was it Queen Fairy? Chelsea Plumley played Queen of the Fairies. Yeah. And I interviewed her for Mary Poppins. Oh, of course. Oh, she was so good in that role amazing. So your name came up and I thought I you know I just thought I can't wait to actually speak to you. Yeah but we've met each other around the traps. We have we've met each other so tell me more about Lovers because it was a limited season at the Opera House it was an Australian premiere a new musical which hardly ever happens and I'm totally excited by it. Me too I mean we were all just really excited and proud
1: uh, of that production and we learned so much as well because you know it's the first production. You know, when it's a new musical like that, it's not being tried and tested anywhere else with any other sort of, uh, you know, creative brains or, you know, it's it's we were doing it. We were doing it ourselves, so it was highly ambitious for Bel Shakespeare to take that on. Not being a company that does musicals, let alone they don't often do new works either. I mean, rarely they've been doing the works of a of a guy that's been dead for a couple hundred years, um, and so. So it was really ambitious and and a big, big deal for Bell Shakespeare to do this. And we have other amazing theatre companies like ATYP, Hayes Theatre, taking on new works, taking on new musicals and doing the very first iteration, the very first production of those musicals. And I just applaud that because it's a big deal. It's like a play, but times three because there's music and there's dancing and there's live instruments and it's a bigger, it's the scale is just so
0: different different do you think working in that television environment to working on this is your first production lovers which I think took about seven years to make well I started I came up
1: with the idea about 15 years ago And then so I've sort of been chipping away at it through all of that time and obviously not full time, you know, I'd not look at it for years and then I'd be re-inspired by something and go back to it but also I just thought it will never happen, we don't really do new musicals in Australia but then when I worked on Muriel's Wedding, um, that initial workshop I was like okay maybe we're doing this, maybe I should grab that musical, you know, dust it off at the bottom of the drawer and see what I've got and that's when I started to take the prospect of actually putting it on stage a little seriously, a little more seriously but uh, that was kids television Um, so with that there's a certain different sort of theatricality and there's a different um, like the way you're engaging an audience is a little different to most other sort of screen like drama or anything like that but it does translate into live musical theatre where you don't have long to engage kids. You've got to get them. And same with a live theatre audience that are sitting there, they've had to park their car, pay a million dollars because it's Sydney, you know, wait in line to get, you know, there's, you don't have long to get their attention and engage them and really make the storytelling clear. And that's, I guess, a commonality between that work on
0: screen with the with Magical Tales and then venturing into live musical theatre. I absolutely love that because that actually is also is a true notion with film. If you don't catch him in 10 minutes in the mm. film, you don't catch them at all. That's right. you gotta like, you got to get the jump off right and then you've got to stick the landing. <laughs> I also love the fact that you spoke about Muriel's Wedding because, of course, that started at the STC, mm. down there at the Wharf Theatre, Rospackland Wharf Theatre. Then, of course, there was an actual Australian tour. Are, we're doing a thing. We're doing a... Um, I love you. I love you so much. I love you I see you right there. Natalie Abbott played Muriel, who I interviewed. Chelsea Plumley also at some stage. She was in it. Exactly. Deidre. Deidre Chambers. did you also take on the role as Tanya at I took on the role as
1: Tanya for the Australian tour, but I did the original production as well as one of Tanya's minions, Janine. But then I got the promotion when we did the tour. I got the
0: promotion. What did you learn about how they put on Muriel's wedding and how you moved that into the lovers? I think... uh, Watching
1: Simon Phillips work as the director, the puzzle piece of the thing, like, he is so great with form and structure and um, and the, like, literal puzzle piece visually as well. So seeing that helped me actually go back over the lovers and solve more problems than you would... like. That is necessary to solve on the page like a lot of that is in a director's job to solve but just in anticipation I just I, I sort of looked at it through that lens as well from a director lens from a form and structure uh, lens and that really helped with that and then also to see an audience's response to to new work and where, or new, like it, it, the, the script obviously was derived from the film but the original music and lyrics from Kate Miller-Heidke and Keir Nuttall seeing and what the audience responded to there as well was quite helpful for me to go back over and, and look at for that same reason if you 've got five seconds to engage them so what's what, when do things land what helps make a moment land an idea land a melody land whatever it might be
0: is an incredible amount of education and that's not including your actual education That's right, well I, my education is I went to study music
1: composition and I was there for four weeks and I'm such a bad student so I deferred and never went back so you, I've been learning on the job Like that's, and I think there's certain types of you know jobs obviously where an education is necessary in an academic sense but I definitely am grateful that I left when I did because when it comes to music in a way um, you kind of need no rules, like or you, you need to have no rules, whereas when I was studying they started to say, well, this is music, this is not music, this is good music, this is not good music, this is what you do, this is what you don't do. And my idea of music, which used to be this expansive, limitless thing, started to narrow, and I was like, oh, I don't like that. So, um, so that's sort of why I deferred, and learning as you do. We don't, I mean, we don't have a music theatre school here for composers and scriptwriters and playwrights and lyricists. We don't have, have it, so that is the only place we can learn, and, and you just hope that you're surrounded by companies or other creatives or mentors that will help nurture that but otherwise you just got to kind of work it out as you go.
0: You are so creative because you also have another musical coming up the world premiere of The Dismissal. That's right yes so we're coming to the Seymour Centre
1: in August. I'm so excited to bring that one back because of course it was a fatality of COVID. We had to we were cancelled in 2021 so we're looking forward to bringing that back. We did our first development presentation here when it was just the baby, the baby production of it. So we've gone away, we've made our tweaks, we've elevated it and we're really looking forward to bringing it back where we first sort of had it. It's quite a nice little cyclical
0: thing that it's coming back here. Now that you've had lovers stage and now you're coming back to the dismissal, Mm -hmm. how was the process for you? Did you change a lot? Did you have a different outlook? On the dismissal? Laura, I love you. Oh, I love you. Congratulations. The dismissal was incredible. Thank
1: the you. best part of my life. Everything was uh, stuck. Oh, I I stop. This. Yeah, yeah. yeah re, re, it was I just want to
0: say that yeah. Laura here is saying goodbye to a lot of her lovers, <laughs> cast members. We've put that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this yes, is yes. It's Caddy Hamilton. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> the dismissal, I, I haven't made too many changes to
1: the dismissal. From, like I didn't kind of learn anything from the lovers and take on the dismissal as writing but when it comes to putting on a production I learned so much by because that was my the lovers was my first professional production with a work that I'd written So, you learn so much about that side of things, like literally all the other stuff outside of the writing, all of the other, like all of the collaboration, your casting, your sound design, all that other stuff. So, I'm looking forward to applying what I've learned there um, into the dismissal. And I mean, they say it all the time, but the casting is so important if your cast is strong then you're sort of set. You're pretty set. So we're about to start casting this week for the dismissal. Uh, some of our cast from 2021 are still available, which is fantastic. But we've got a fair few new pieces to the of the puzzle to sort out. So... This is like this week is the most important week. Getting those people that are going to be the voice, the face, the bodies, the
0: like the literal execution of the story. So I'm really excited about this week and casting that. The dismissal is based on the 1975 constitutional political crisis, it is, which yes. was the outing of Gough Whitlam. Um, can I say you weren't born then? So how did you? I'm 74 years old. <laughs> um, and I look great. I don't mean to ask for your age, but I'm saying how did you, yeah. because it wasn't uh, sort of like an and ghost in your... Exactly, in your yeah. How did you therefore attack... Because you're doing the, uh, the music? Yeah, and the lyrics. And it's the same for the rest of the writing team.
1: Um, Jay and Blake, who um, co-wrote the book together, they also weren't uh, around at that time. So, but it's sort of... Gough Whitlam and the effect that he had on Australia is still... Like people have a visceral reaction to when they hear his name or Sir John Kerr's name. When they announce when they we had a performance tonight of a song from the show and when Marnie, the host, was saying, Oh the the dismissal is about this, that and the other and you know, Goffetlam sacking by Sir John Kerr, there was hisses in the crowd. I mean it's still We have such a reaction to it, and like my parents were huge golf fans and beneficiaries of all of the things that he enacted when he went in in his time in parliament. And so, I guess because of that, it's kind of easy to dive into it, even though I wasn't there in sort of talking with people, doing research. Um, It was It really helped me sort of paint a picture of what it felt like at that time. I'm really sorry to interrupt, but I love you so much. I love you. I love you. But yes, so obviously the responsibility, you know, doing the music and lyrics is to try to evoke the sights and the sounds of that time, even though I wasn't there. Mm. So Wikipedia really helped with that and chatting to some people that were around that time. Bye, my love. Love Thank you for tonight. Amazing performance. Britney (laughs) Shipway. Very good Oh, hi. You. Yes. So the song that was played, tonight, the song that was performed tonight. Yes. Can you set me up? So that's sung by Margaret Whitlam, Gough Whitlam's wife. Crash through or crash is something that Gough used to say when he was talking about like we take a risk, we go for it, and we may succeed or we may flop, but you've got to give it a go anyway. Um, and so Margaret, in a in a moment in a deflated moment for Gough Whitlam, she tries to empower him and lift his spirits by using that quote and.
0: Um, you know, get him to get off his ass and do the thing. Wow. Well, it was an amazing performance tonight. And when it comes to The Lovers, do we know if it's going to be put on anywhere? Are you aware? We are wanting to. We're having chats about it. We,
1: everyone is really ambitious for the future of it, so we'll see. Time will tell. And if people don't know, The Lovers is about? The Lovers is a, a pop-infused uh, reimagining of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. So it's taking the story and um, using a, a completely original modern pop score and original lyrics to
0: tell the story and sort of um, take it to to interesting, amazing places. And when is the new musical, The Dismissal, coming to the Seymour Centre? August 2023, I believe. And are you in any shows coming up? (gasps) Well,
1: I'm writing a lot of them and I am definitely not done performing yet. I mean, who is? If you have the bug, you know, it sticks with you but it's definitely second on the priority list but I- if when a show comes along or a role comes along that I'm so excited by, I will totally throw my hat in the ring and go and do the auditions and give it a red-hot go. But at the moment, there's been nothing that's sort of lit a fire in under my belly in the way that writing has. So I'm just sort of riding the writing, riding the writing train
0: um, until something comes along that's like, OK, that. I put a pause on the writing for that role. Laura, I've got to say, we see each other all the time. I've been following your career. I'm so excited for you. I truly mean it. I can't wait for what's going to happen next in the future and what you're going to do because the wealth of knowledge that you've got and also what you're surrounding and what you're creating. Have a great night tonight. Again, congratulations for the two nominations for The Lovers. And I can't wait and see what's going to happen with The Dismissal and what you're going to be in. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Let Me Entertain You, inside the minds of musical theatre. Thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends. But most importantly, go and see a show. Vanguard base here. The angle has landed. Nice to be in orbit.